I think the important thing is that I, I do take very seriously the responsibility to um, continue to try to improve as a coach every year the same way that we ask our players to. And I think it's important that they see uh, their coaches working just as hard to evolve and, and improve. And sometimes that's schematic things. And sometimes it's just, you know, maybe uh, finding a, n a new way to connect with a player that, that needs it. So it, it kind of a broad answer, but yeah. All right, let's take a question from Pat Kinahan, Jay Drew, and Jason Shepard. Pat, you there? I think you're muted. Hold you on, hold on. There you go. It's very Come on, rare man. Get your technology straight. Very rare that I'm muted, I got to say that. Uh, <laughs> but welcome, you, nonetheless. <laughs> mute yourself, Jay. Uh, you've been working with quarterbacks a lot in recent years. How will this change at all with this different uh, responsibility? Not much. Yeah, my, you know, my role will pretty much be the same as it's been with the quarterbacks and, and um, you know, the, our, in fact, our whole offensive staff plan to keep everybody's responsibilities and positions intact. So, and, you know, we've been playing, we've been playing well on offense and we're in a good, good rhythm right now as a staff. And uh, we were fortunate that Grimey, uh, we had six coaches on offense. So Grimey um, was able to just sort of be a roamer. And some days he was coaching, helping with the O-line. Some days he was coach helping with the tight ends. Some days he was helping with the running backs. He was, he was all over the field. Um, so we'll miss that for sure. But as far as each individual coach's responsibilities go, I, I plan on keeping those the same. Aaron, will you make any wholesale changes to the offense? Uh, I don't suppose you will, but I just wanted to ask. And then also, um, will you have a name for it? Uh, does it have a name under Grimey? <laughs> um, it, no, it doesn't have a name yet. Uh, I'll try if I can, maybe if I can one up uh, Grimey's RVO, I'll, I'll try, but I haven't, I haven't pulled that off yet. Um, but um, in all seriousness, I, I do believe in the same things that Jeff preached about, you know, uh, being reliable and, and being physical. And so we, and that's one thing that those are characteristics that, you know, we should be able to have every year in this program. And so we've, we've tried to lean on the fact that we coach kids that are reliable and kids that we've got some size and some physicality on this team and we need to use it. And so that part will not change. You know, our, our offense, I don't plan on our offense changing uh, very much, if at all. You know, you, there's little tweaks every year to try to stay one step ahead of your opponents. So, you know, we might add or delete, make, make minor additions or deletions just based on um, who our personnel might be, or if we just think there's something that we're missing that can maybe help us have an advantage uh, over a, t a tough schedule that's coming up. But um, I would anticipate our offense being very, very similar. And that's part of the reason I think why, um, you know, we have a chance to be good is we, we do have a system in place now. This will be our fourth year with the same system. Many of our players are two, three, and even four-year starters now. And so uh, the idea would be that we can just 
keep rolling and keep trying to improve, but not having to reinvent everything. And then with, with Zach uh, moving on now that it's official, how would you handicap the quarterback race coming up in the mm-hmm. fall? <laughs> it's it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be a hard decision for sure. Um, I, I think you have to, you know, just you always have to start with who's played and who we've seen play in a game before. So I think it would be fair to start with Jaron and Baylor because we've seen those guys play and they, and when they played, they both played well. So uh, we've seen Baylor more than Jaron. Um, but I think, uh, you know, obviously Baylor played really well a couple of years ago and got some big wins for us. And, and this year, you know, he got in quite a bit this year. Um, just Zach had such a good season. It was overshadowed, but when Baylor played this year, he was very efficient and played well. And, um, um, then of course, when Jaron played a couple of years ago, briefly, uh, showed some really exciting flashes of what he's capable of. He's an excellent passer, very accurate thrower with a, a lot of ability to be a good player. He's had some bad luck with injuries, but we expect him to be fully healthy for spring ball. And then we have two young quarterbacks uh, on scholarship right now in, in Soljay Mayava and Jacob Conover, who were both very highly recruited um, and, and really good players. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And I, I can't make any predictions right now, but we will make sure each one of those guys gets an opportunity to show what they can do. Aaron, I wanted to go back to something that you had talked about just a second ago in terms of the overall offense. Obviously, coming off the type of offensive performance that we saw this past season, what excites you most about the way the offense is trending? Realizing that personnel is going to be a little different, but the way that the offense as a as a whole is trending, what excites you most about that? Well, it, it starts with our ability to block people. You know, I mean, that's – I think uh, – something I haven't heard anybody mention. I, I don't, I haven't, you know, read everything that people write and stuff, but um, I think one of the most uh, fascinating parts of our bowl game was James Empey wasn't able to play. He's, and he's, everybody knows what a good player he is. He's been a three-year starter and, you know, team captain, just an awesome player. Well, he can't play. So Joe Tukwafu steps in. We don't skip a beat. Then Joe Tukwafu gets injured and uh, Connor Pay comes in, and we just keep rolling. And I don't know if anybody even noticed that we we were down to our third center while we were going up and down the field. And so that was. It starts with that. We have we have good offensive linemen in this program, and um, you know, anytime you can hold up on the line of scrimmage, you have a chance. And if you can't block people, you got no shot. And so that's what excites me the most is that I have a lot of confidence that we are going to continue to play well on the line of scrimmage against whoever we play. And we should, you know, it starts there and then we just got to make the other pieces fit around that and make sure we, we make good use of our skill players. All right, let's go with Mitch Harper, Jake Hatch, and Sean Walker. Yeah, Coach, who are are some of the individuals that, in your coaching career, that have maybe helped shape your play calling style as an offensive coordinator and individuals that have been mentors to you during your career? Oh, man, there are so many. Um, It started with just being a graduate assistant here um, for Lavelle. Um, you know, obviously coach Chow, 
all the great offensive coaches that were here back in those days, Lance Reynolds and Robbie Bosco. And, and uh, those, those guys were, you know, BYU offense was, is, is, uh, you know, that the old, the old BYU offense is, is, uh, you know, where it all started for me. And a lot of the stuff we're doing now is still straight out of that offense. I mean, we threw, <laughs> we threw a little mesh crossing route eight times a game or more. And it was, it was a really good play in the central Florida game. And that was a play that we were running when I was a player here. And I learned it from those guys. So, um, and you turn on college football on Saturdays and you're seeing a whole bunch of teams do it now. And it was, so it starts there. Um, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, Robert and I was a big one for me. He was, he was the offensive coordinator at Rick's college when I was a player and, and, um, he, he really did a lot for me as a player and I've always admired, uh, the success he's had in, in coaching. And, um, you know, I had big breaks in my career from Gary Anderson to obviously Kyle Whittingham hired me at the U. Those were, those are all mentors I look up to and, and really respect. And then offensively, Andy Ludwig had a huge impact on me uh, early in my coaching career. Um, Andy's a guy that's done, been good at a lot of different schools with a lot of different styles of offense. But what I learned most from him was just, attention to detail, um, you know, uh, the administrative part of the job, just, just, uh, you know, trusting your assistants, handing out responsibilities, uh, just so many things, really great experience working with him. And then each year I, I just, you know, I watched, I watched the best offenses around and I study those offenses and I, I try to learn and take bits and pieces. I've been doing that my whole career. And I, you know, I, uh, you know, the, the best, some of the best plays we ran this year were just straight rip off of other teams. You know, we scored in the Houston game, a little underhanded red zone play to Mason Wake. Uh, we, we stole it straight from the Chiefs and the name of the play was Chiefs, you know, and tribute to Coach Reed. It was, you know, those things are fun. And so we're always, we're going to try to be aggressive on offense and we're going to try to, um, you know, I'll, I'll take ideas from anywhere I see them, but we have a good system in place right now that doesn't need a lot of, a lot of tweaking, but um, those are just a few of my influences. I've probably forgotten. I've probably forgotten a bunch of others, but um, I was been fortunate to work with a lot of, a lot of good coaches over the years and you learn from all of them. And uh, the other one I would say is Jeff Grimes. I mean, I learned a lot from Jeff. He, he, um, he's an excellent coach and he had a, a vision of what he wanted us to look like here. And initially it didn't quite shape up the way he, I think maybe had in mind. And he, what I've really learned from him was he was willing to adapt. Hey, this is what we wanted to do. This is what we have to work with. And now we got to adapt. And, and we did that and we got better each year. And it was really fun to work with him and, and see, um, you know, just the way that he got our team to play with physicality and toughness and confidence and, and uh, I'm going to miss him. Aaron, I wanted to ask you, now you make the move to offensive coordinator. Can you explain to people out there who may not know what a passing game coordinator does exactly? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it varies. You know, in, in some programs, it's just a title and and uh, doesn't matter. But here, you know, uh, again, credit to to coach Grimes, he, he gives out responsibilities amongst the staff and trusts each guy on the staff to do his job. And then we get back together and meet and, you know, whoever's in charge of that area of the offense, uh, 
leads the, leads the way. And so just as an example, and during the season, you know, Fessy's the third down guy. And so every week he presents to us his plan for third downs. Um, and we talk about it and everybody has a chance to have input. And of course, ultimately Grimey had the final say, but he trusted Fessy each week to be in charge of third downs, you know, and I was red zone and Eric Mateos was, you know, goal line or short yardage and, you know, Harvey and Steve had their areas and everybody uh, has their responsibilities and you, you trust those guys to do their job. And then, and then uh, everybody has a chance to contribute, but that's the lead guy. And so Fessy um, will step into that role and he'll, he'll be the, he'll sort of have the lead on ideas in the passing game. If we want to do anything new, um, if we want to, you know, anything needs, needs to be fixed, he'll, he'll take the lead on that. And, and I have tons of confidence in him that he's ready for that. We, we pretty much think with the same brain anyway when it comes to the passing game. I've been coaching him since Southern Utah when he was a freshman. So, Sean Walker. I almost pulled a PK there. I forgot to unmute myself. Sorry about that, Coach. <laughs> uh, also, love you, Pat. Um, but, uh, coach, I think you kind of answered this for the most part, but maybe I can ask it a little bit of a different way and just kind of see if, if you have kind of any ideas or thoughts or input on that. But, but because of the nature of the promotions, it does leave you guys with the ability to go out and hire another coach. Do you think that's something that could be used on the offensive side of the ball? Do you have kind of any thoughts or, or will you have any input? I guess that's probably ultimately a Kalani question, but. Will you yeah. sort of have any any input or any say on that? Do you kind of see that direction going forward, or um, that'll be Kalani's decision? I will say that you know six on offense, four on defense is not super common, so um, I think the hire could go either way. And um, if we get a sixth coach, great. If we don't, we've we've got more than more than got it covered. And, uh, you know, also want to mention we have really good uh, other staff members in the room that don't always get recognition. You know, we're, we have an analyst uh, and, and graduate assistants that do a great job. And and so we're we've been working together now for a few years. And I think I think if we get one more coach, that'd be fantastic. And if if Kalani decides that position is better suited for defense, then then um, I'm fine with that too. It's about winning as a team. Right, Norma Gonzalez and Matt Biamonte. Hey Rod, so unrelated to sort of the new position of yours, um, I'm working on a story on Zach Wilson and I know we've sort of talked about it relentlessly throughout the season, but kind of want to get more of an expanded um, version from you. Just sort of what went on to really get him to be part of a three-way quarterback battle to then having this breakout season that he had and now being potentially a very high-risk first-rounder in the NFL draft? Um, well, I think the answer to that is, I, ho I hope this answer isn't too boring, but it was really just uh, his, you know, relentless work ethic of just getting a little better every day. I mean, that's it sounds, you know, I, w I wish I had a more exciting answer for you, but Zach just literally just works at it every day. That's all he does. He's football 24 seven. 
And, you know, his improvement this year was just the accumulation of reps that have uh, piled up over three years of playing in games, over three years of just throwing the ball millions of times to his receivers, um, all the drill work he does, everything, you know, he takes really good care of himself other than the fact that he's kind of cheap and sometimes he eats crappy food. Um, but other than that, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's just, it was just working at it and never stopping and never feeling like he's arrived. You know, he's, he's just, and that's why I think he's going to continue to be great. He's, he's still far from his ceiling. He's got so much ability and he works so hard at it and he's never satisfied. So I, I think, uh, you know, who knows how good he can end up being someday. And I was just going to follow up with, a, I guess, sort of what you expect him to become as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to put unfair, uh, you know, make an unfair prediction. And that league is really, really tough. Uh, I actually, a uh, little story, I recruited Sam Darnold in high school and got really close to getting him uh, to come to Utah. And his dad just te texted me the other day and congratulated me on a great season and, and uh, congratulated me about the success Zach had. And it was, it was really nice. And we just got in a little conversation about how that, that that's a tough league. And, um, and I, I still wouldn't be surprised at all if Sam Darnold ends up being a really good quarterback someday, but a lot goes into success in the NFL. So it, it's hard to predict, but I, I think that Zach will end up being a good pro because of the things I just mentioned. He, he's very level headed. He's always working to get better. Um, when he got criticized, he handled it very well and he takes coaching. And I just think he's a guy that'll just steadily keep getting a little better and a little better and a little better. And his ceiling is so high that, um, I think he has what it takes to be very successful in the NFL. Coach, we've seen the offense evolve over the past couple of years. And then in 2020, you know, top 10 passing offense, really explosive offense, a lot of big plays. How much of that do you think was due to the personnel and how much of that is what you want BYU football to be offensively going forward? Um, well, it is what I want BYU football to be. I, I want to be, a, I would love to be a top 10 passing offense all the time. And um, that's easier said than done. Um, and we know we're going to play some really good defenses this year. So we'll, we got our work cut out for us. Um, but I, I think the the answer to the first part of your question, you know, the success of this year, again, this is kind of a boring answer, but it was just three, it was a three-year process of just trying to get a little better each week, each season, trying to be, uh, push the ball down the field a little more. You know, you, you saw us in the first year, just trying to take care of the football and not turn it over and stay in the game hang around and see if we could get to the fourth quarter and have a chance to win. That was kind of year one. Then you saw us last year get a little more aggressive, especially in the second half of the season. We start throwing the ball down the field a little more. Um, and then this year, we just had a lot of confidence that our players know the system. We have good players. The execution of the the 11 uh, is, is going to be good and now it's time to let it rip and be aggressive and so that's it you know i want to be a i want to be an aggressive team we want to be an aggressive program and and so uh 
the mentality of attacking for four quarters with the pedal down and throwing the ball down the field uh, is going to be, you know, we we're a wide zone team that throws the ball down the field a lot. And that's, that's, we're going to continue to have that, that personality. Um, how aggressive we play will depend a lot on who we have available and what weapons we have. But I think we have a lot of good players coming back and I'm excited. And the plan is to, take another step forward regardless of who's on the schedule. Aaron, we've talked a lot of philosophy and I just wanted to go back just for a second. Yesterday was a pretty eventful day on our end. I was wondering what the last few days were like for you as kind of everything shook out. I imagine it was probably a longer process than just the uh, 12 hours basically of the official announcements yesterday, but but what was it like just going through the the process uh, of of getting to this point? Um, yeah, this time of year is pretty wild for coaches. You know, um, season ends and there's there's always uh, coaching movement. You know, you you hear about the big moves, you hear about Steve Sarkeesian going to Texas and those types of things, but then there's always the trickle down of just you know dozens of assistant coaches, you know, playing musical chairs and, and, um, and so your phones that you're getting this text and that text and this call or that call about this job and that job and everything. And that's how the profession goes. But I, uh, really, really love coaching here and I wasn't really involved in any of that or entertaining going anywhere or anything like that. I was just, you know, just enjoying my holiday and just sort of staying up on kind of the coaching gossip that goes around. And, but I, uh, Yesterday morning was when I heard about Coach Grimes. So I, I didn't hear about it much earlier than any of you. And um, I was really excited for him to, you know, have the chance to go home, basically. He and his wife both are going going to be close to their families. And and um, so I was happy for him. But I didn't hear about it much earlier than you guys did. And and then shortly after that, I got a call from Kalani and and uh, didn't take long to make this happen. All right, I think that's it for today. Thanks, coach. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Yep. See you guys.